An important component of belonging and feeling connected is just being able to talk to one another. So how can we as brands and organizations be conduits and then get out of the way? You know, coming out of 2020 and even now, there's this national narrative about how bad things are. Obviously, 2020 was extraordinarily difficult, but even today, the story we are telling ourselves as people, as a society, it hasn't really changed. There's still this idea that we're living in an extra dark time, that things are bad, like worst year ever, that sort of thing. And that's because stories, even macro level stories, don't just change on their own. We need storytellers to help us learn how to tell better stories. We need people who care about story. Maybe if you're listening to this, a a person like you, to help us set a new, better narrative. And that is something that Erin Kalasako is passionate about. She is the creative director at On Being. You've probably heard of them. They are a media and public life initiative that's all about helping people change on a personal level in a way that makes societal transformation better. They're all about helping us live out better stories. And that's something Erin wants to help us all do. But according to her, finding the right story isn't always as intuitive as you might think. Listen in on some of what she shared with us in her amazing talk last September at Story. Our end goal with our community is always to go deeper, never to reach for an audience that we don't even know who they are yet. And I think everyone might know this to be true about writing a good story or even being a human being, which is it's really hard to build from a place without a foundation. And especially as we think about writing new stories and building new foundations, we use the grounding virtues as our guide at the organization. And these grounding virtues have actually become questions when we think about framing story. So how do we use words that matter? What does adventurous civility look like when we disagree with someone who responds to our content? What does generous listening look like? How do we roll out the digital welcome mat to people so that they feel safe and welcome in our spaces? How do we practice humility? And I think we are all right now experiencing what it feels like to be patient. When I first started at the organization, we wanted to take a lay of the land. What's working about digital and social tools? You don't need me to tell you that they can be an absolute cesspool. They can also be really, really beautiful places where people connect and share human experience. So we asked ourselves, what's working about the digital tools? Well, people are gathering here. They're willing to talk to one another. How do we leverage what is working to create a new way of being on these platforms? And finally, and most importantly, how do we model our virtues in these spaces? These are the questions people who want to help us tell new stories have to think about. Because Aaron's right. So many of our stories these days happen in the digital space. Something human can happen there if we can just learn how to overcome the toxicity and negativity that so often infiltrates those platforms. And if we can do that, who knows how much we could change. And to do that, Aaron says the On Being crew 
asks three questions about the content they put out in the digital space that guide them not in just creating stories, but teaching other people how to tell their stories. But the first is, how do we find this thread of connection? Where are there intersections of truth between the content that we're making and the conversations that are happening and a community truth? And the community truth can be found through conversation with people. It can also be found from observing or um, just connecting further with our community. The second question we always ask ourselves is how do we turn this into an invitation to participate? We know that a lot of brands and organizations ask for our time, for our money, and we don't get anything in return. So how do we use something in a, in a conversation or a resource and make it go deeper with our community? Invite them to explore something in their inner life and share it back with us. And finally, what pathways can we create to re reflect our community back to each other? An important component of belonging and feeling connected is just being able to talk to one another. So how can we as brands and organizations be conduits and then get out of the way? Those all sound pretty helpful. In fact, it might be worth writing them down and sticking them somewhere, right? But look, it's one thing to hear about these questions and another thing to know how they work practically. So Aaron shared two examples of these questions being used in action. And I want you to hear them both because they really crystallize the power of her approach. In 2014, Krista did a beautiful interview with Vincent Harding, who is a civil rights leader who has unfortunately passed away since. In the conversation, Vincent says, what I find is that even in some of the strangest situations, most often where I go, where I speak, where I share, I start out by asking people to tell a little of their stories. And it's amazing what people discover of themselves, of their connections, of their community. It's wonderful. And so we asked ourselves this question, where is the content truth intersecting with the community truth? And to be honest, Vincent made it extremely easy for us, but the framing became, we all have a little bit of a story to share. The truth is that that's a beautiful question and it's also a gigantic question. And so the next question became, how do we turn this into an invitation to participate? How do we create a container around the story? I keep thinking about the activity last night where we were asked to tell a story about an object. That's a beautiful container for story because it invites you in and it gives you space to explore without feeling overwhelmed. So the way we created container is that we asked people to tell us a little bit of their story in 90 words or less. And the third question, how do we reflect our community back to each other? In this case, we used all the digital platforms at our exposure, Instagram, our newsletter, but we compiled the responses and we shared them back. People gave beautiful, haunting, hilarious stories within this container, and it was so much fun to witness. We put them in conversation with one another instead of with us. Okay, that's obviously a pretty important general example. And Aaron's next example was a little more specific, but as she explains, that might be why it's so important. It's specifically about people who have experienced depression. If that's you, this example might be familiar. And if you haven't, I think you'll still find this valuable. Listen in. The episode is called The Soul in Depression. 
And there's this beautifully specific story that one of the guests shares. And I want to pause a moment and talk about specificity in story. Because I think there can be this feeling sometimes as storytellers or as people where if we're willing to step out and say, I've had this really, really specific story, we don't feel like anyone's going to really be able to relate. But I would argue completely differently. When you're specific about things, it's actually an invitation that opens the door to people feeling like they can connect into a more universal experience. So the specific story that Parker shares in this episode is one when he was in the depths of his despair of depression, he had a friend come over every single day and simply rub his feet. This friend wasn't there to tell him that things were going to get better. This friend wasn't there to tell him that he could just buck up and get through it. This friend was there to simply sit with him in his suffering and to witness. And I tell this story because when we think about that content truth and we think about the community truth, we know it to be true that depression is something that affects people deeply and that isn't talked about enough. However, in that specific story, we were able to come up with this framing and, and realized that even though there was this darkness, there was also this opportunity for love and hope and connection. And so the framing became, what if depression is possible for the same reason that love is possible? And when you take that content truth and you turn it into an invitation, we had to be sort of delicate around this topic, right? Because to ask someone about their experience with depression is, is tender and it could be voyeuristic. But using this type of framing, we were able to ask, okay, if love is possible even in these moments, then what does that look like? In this case, we created an open forum thread on Facebook where we asked people to share their practical tips for supporting one another during difficult times. And what came back was so beautiful. It became this living, breathing document where people felt open and willing to share these very specific stories of how people had shown up for them in their lives and how they had shown up for others. And for me, it was beautiful to see this engaged dialogue between individuals who didn't even know each other. Isn't Erin incredible? She is a beautiful soul, and the work she's doing is just so magical. I hope this episode has inspired you to find the intersections and the truth between what you're making and what the community wants. Turn it into an invitation to participate and create pathways so the community can reflect each other back. Simple enough steps, but the transformation these things can spark in people could end up transforming us all eventually. It just takes a willingness to tell a better story. And that's obviously what we're all about here at Story, helping you tell better stories, stories that matter, stories that shift narratives within the communities that we are trying to serve. It's also why I'm so excited that some of our community is getting together to gather in just a few months for Story 2021, both in person and online. Now, when we say that out loud, some people get excited, some people feel reserved thoughts, they have lots of questions regardless, and we're gonna answer them all soon. Just know that registration is opening up on June 23rd, and that is just a few weeks away. If you wanna learn more, just head over to storygatherings.com 
for more info. We've completely reimagined our entire flagship gathering this year. I can't wait to fill you in more. For now, that's it for this week's episode of the Story Podcast. I am Harris III. Thank you so much for listening. Keep telling stories that matter. The Story Podcast is a production of the Astoria Collective. It is hosted and curated by Harris III and produced, edited, and mixed by Chad Michael Snavely and the team at Sound On Studios. All music for Season 5 of the Story Podcast is provided by the talented musicians at Soundstripe. For more information about this podcast and other creative offerings from Story, visit storygatherings.com.